Blog Talk Radio. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. Chop it up. I got the, the co-host in here. Let me bring him in. I got uh, 
calling out of the 703 and all area codes in between and zip codes and DMAs and, you know, I, I don't know what else we can, we can think of, um, you know, country codes. Um, I, I think there's some stuff we can – serious, serious, Mr. Malik's dad. <laughs> serious, what's going on, bro? You know, gentlemen, uh, I'm in a very, very foul mood. You know, it has taken me about 48 hours to kind of piece it together, and I jumped, you know, in the barbershop today, and, you know, I didn't even see the pothole that was there in front of me, and I said the damn thing three times, man, like three times. <laughs> yes, yes, everybody. Okay, 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 everybody. So, right, Sirius came in there swinging, right, for no reason. Like, I ain't say nothing to him. I ain't bother him. You know, he just came for me. Like, I, he woke up on the wrong side of the bed, started talking that Thomas. I said, you know what? I got something real cute for him, but I'm going to set him up so good that he's going to think it's all about me, and I'm not being selfish at all. I'm not a selfish person. So, Barry, can you help me, please? I need a quick favor so I can do this quickly. Can you help me, Barry, please? Yeah, go, go for it. Go for it, brother. What state was Barry Sanders born in? Oklahoma, right? Or Texas? No, we went to school there. Okay, yeah. one more try. One more try. One more try. One more try. Aaron, please stay in your place. Please. I, 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 Barry? I, I actually don't know. I actually don't know. Okay, where's Dorothy from in The Wiz? Kansas. Say it again. Kansas. One more time for the people in the back. Get another amen for the people in the back. Uh, Kansas. <laughs> so that's what happened, Barry, right? So he came in there, and I said, yo, what state was Barry Sanders born in? He thought it was like, you know, me going to do the lying shit to him or some shit. He said, Kansas. I said, what? He said, Kansas. I was saying it again. He said, Wichita, Kansas. Kansas. I said, yo, you said it four times. You still don't get the picture? He said, yo, you got me worked up for no reason. Yo, I'm like, what you now? So now he put that right here <laughs> to the cookout. So, so just the party people, your dreams have now been fulfilled. Get out your seat and let's <laughs> get ill. Okay? So we'll have to talk about that real quick. I'm going to bring in uh, Mr. Harvey. Mike, what's going on, Mike? Hey, what's up, man? Always excited to chop it up with you guys at the cookout. Seems like we already uh, uh, already got the jokes going, man, and lots of stuff to get to. So uh, just, man, real quick, it's a pleasure and a privilege to be here. Thanks for having me. Thanks for TP. Without him, I wouldn't be here, man. And uh look forward to getting into it today. Absolutely. So, yeah, TP, I mean, uh, Kansas, I, last time we were on the show, we didn't think Kansas had it in them. In Bill Self, but they pulled it out um, with an impressive, impressive win against, um, you know, uh, uh, Villanova without their, one of their guards, and then uh, they beat up. Uh, they came back and, and, and beat North Carolina. So, TP, I mean, what did you think about Self getting his second chip at, uh, it, at Kansas? Wait, it, it broke up. What, what was the state you said? It broke up. Say it again one more time. It broke up. 
I really, I, I'm trying to talk as little as possible. I told you, Barry, I told you, I got to talk. I got to tell him how I feel. I got to talk about these four <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I told him that, right? You know what I'm saying? So I chill. I didn't even bring that here. I didn't, I didn't want to talk about this shop in here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I do what I do. I like to cook. You know what I'm saying? I like to eat. You know I'm a big boy. So that's one thing, right? So Sirius did that, and I, I promise I didn't want to do that at all because my brother's a Carolina fan. So it's like in, in my family, Barry and Sirius, y'all both know my family is deep in North Carolina, so I, I know they crushed, you know what I'm saying? So it's like I try to leave them alone, but Sirius came with a haymaker out of nowhere and thought he was going to drop me, and I was like, oh, okay. So now now I had to come back at it. So this is the part, right? Beginning of the season, Hubert Davis got off to a sluggish start, and everybody was like, oh, he ain't going to make it. They going to fire him, and – Oh, well, this, that, and the third with his wife. They were talking all type of stuff about Hubert Davis. Then they go on a quiet run that nobody's paying attention to. They do as much damage to stay afloat in the ACC and end up doing enough damage to get it to the tournament. And uh, well, well, let me, before I get to the tournament, they shut down the Cameron Indoor by beating Coach K uh, and then get to the tournament and get all the way here. And I'm not going to lie, I thought it was over. At halftime, I thought it was over. I thought North Carolina was up too much for them to be losing this with Hubert Davis's experience as a basketball player that he could probably give them a good halftime speech and don't let them settle. And obviously they probably thought they won the national championship already at halftime and watched these guys come out of there. And Kansas went on a 20-6 to run out the gate. It's like, hold on. Now, my father's a basketball coach, Barry, you know that? And it's like, okay, so if I, if we up heavy, and I, this is how I would do it. My father probably would have did it, like, around the time a normal coach would have did it. But if I see, like, a 5-0 run happen, you'll stop the time. My whole, whoa, whoa, whoa. Before this get any crazier, some coaches like to play through those runs, and they get caught trying to be the smartest person in the room. And that hurt Hubert Davis. And you know more than ever, Kansas built off of that. I bet the next time out, Bill Self was like, we're where we want to be. And that's exactly what they got. And North Carolina had to deal with the player that was already hobbled in the cot. So the one thing I'm mad about with Hubert is not stopping that at the right time. He doesn't have enough bigs also for Bacot to be the only guy in the paint. Even though Manic is a shooter, he's tall, but he doesn't play big as he should be in the game-winning basket or, you know, the one that put it kind of, you know, in harm's way to be up by three was on him because Bacot got injured. So um, this is a good experience situation for those North Carolina players. They get to build off this if a lot of them don't jump to the draft. But if they do, this is a bad situation for Hubert Davis because this is a great deal of experience for these kids to come back to. But if they leave, he has to start fresh again. Um Kansas, I, I got to tip my hat. As much junk as I talk about Bill Self, as much as I've been saying it for the past couple of years, let alone this season, is Bill Self had to get another championship, and he did it. It's like he heard everything I was saying here in Sports City. Um, I tip my hat, Bill Self. I can't say nothing else about it for you to give them probably the speech of death in that locker room and be like, this is it. Like, there's nothing else we can play for. It's like, play like your hair's on fire, play Eminem the whole halftime, and play Lose Yourself and – you know, everybody lost themselves. You got one shot. You know, and they they came out there and went crazy. Kansas, I I give you all the credit in the world. 
college basketball or basketball in general, I mean, I love football with my heart. I do. I do. But there's nothing like basketball, especially a, a basketball game that go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. You holding your breath. You drinking water. You don't know what's going to happen. Every three-point shot, you you looking at it with no air in your body. Like this, this, that's, that's, that's the stunning love for basketball. I, I, I loved it. Um, somebody had to win. I really thought North Carolina was going to win that, being up 15 or 16 points at the half, and clearly was wrong. Yeah. Kansas, that's that's what sports are about, um, fighting back, man, not giving up. And that's life, too, not not giving up, man. No matter how bad they knock you now, get up and, and make the situation better. Kansas, I tip my hat. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's not a lot we could say bad about self. I mean, we were trying to give him, read him the riot act of some of the teams that he had. Um, and blowing some some tournament games, uh, notably, um, you know, a couple, a few, not a few years back, I think it was. So, um, to, for them to come back 16 points down at halftime, I mean, losing the North Carolina losing their big man was a big crushing blow. But, um, you know, Kansas has had all the momentum in the second half. Um, serious, let, let let me hear your thoughts real quick on on Kansas and. I know, you know, Kansas is going to be a hot topic for you because they're in the state of Kansas, and, you know, they have a city, Kansas City, not too far away. But Kansas is what we're talking about right now, Kansas winning the national championship. If you want to talk about how Kansas won that game against North Carolina, um, I'd love to hear your thoughts about Kansas. <laughs> you know, there are See, moments in life where – there are moments in life yeah. where I I, I want to go through the fault. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and you know my my man's my my, my my man's is under the weather, and I just want to smother him with a pillow until the bubbles. Pop, you know what I'm saying? Like that's how I feel right now. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I, I, I that, that, real talk, real talk. All jokes aside, you know what I'm saying? The good book says. The good book said, give honor to whom honor is due. And what Bill Self was able to accomplish in that second half, although he has significant help from from Hubert Davis and, and, and my Tar Heels, but to overcome the odds that he was able to overcome to get his team in position to, to, to win that ball game, the, the, the amount of shots, uh, contested shots, off-script shots, that Remy Martin hit, um, every three-point that he seemed to hit was a, a timely bucket. Um, he pushed the right buttons. Um, McCormick, you know, was a beast in the middle. Uh, Wilson was able to chip in with 15. Uh, Bar- uh, I think his name is Barn, B-U-R, Barn, see how you pronounce it. Um, but he wasn't the- yeah, whatever, bro. Um, he wasn't able to really get off like he normally does, but, you know, he played 40-plus minutes and made timely steals. Um, the, the, the fact that they came out and literally intensified the pressure um, and caused North Carolina to turn the ball over uh, was something that had to have been talked about um, at halftime and something that had to have been burped out of film study. If you look back um, – to a round two matchup versus the defending championship Baylor, North Carolina gave up a 25-point lead um, in that ball game and came back to win it in overtime. But it was the it was the ball pressure and picking them up full court um, that was the catalyst that Baylor used to get back in that game and ultimately force overtime. And Bill Self did the exact same thing. 
um, and it turned out to be what 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 flipped the what flipped the script and got them um, confidence and got things rolling for them. And then, like TP alluded to, uh, Hubert Davis really wasn't um, thought you know forward thinking and, and stopping the run with the timeouts and. Um, my, my, my wife's a CNA, and one of the things that she talks about a lot um, in, in her everyday work was identifying and stopping the bleeding and, you know, stopping the bleeding to the point where you're able to essentially operate and examine what's going on and fix the problem. If you do not stop the bleeding, um, it's just going to be a, a mess and it's going to be very difficult to, to alleviate the main problem because you've got all this extracurricular stuff that you have to deal with. I felt as though that was really what happened in that ball game. Um, I feel as though we shot the free throw as well, which is uh, a bugaboo. Um, obviously, Bangkok's injury um, in, in the final four game versus, versus Duke, um, you know, was definitely highly talked about and uh, definitely a factor. Um, I felt as though he played significantly well until the last 30-some-odd seconds when the floor came up and, you know, hurt him or whatever. Um, but essentially that was not why we lost the game, and I refused to subscribe to a lot of Tar Heel fans and a lot of basketball experts or whatever the case may be that said the fact that Bangkok uh, got hurt or the, ba- or the fact that Bangkok was hurt was why we lost that ball game. We came out, we turned the ball over six consecutive possessions. We came out, we took quick shots, we were not aggressive towards the rack, we were not aggressive, we set up for jumpers, and those long jumpers turned out to easy runouts, and Bill Self and Kansas got themselves back in this ballgame. Honestly, at the end of the day, we have a lot of first-year, second-year players. Manic's the only one that's been, that, that graduated. So, in, in theory, we can have the whole squad back uh, next year if they don't declare for the NFL. And the NBA draft, um, but this was a great learning experience for them. Um, and to quote what the late great Denny Green once said, um, we are who they thought they were, and we let them off the dang on hook. Um, and that's something that I'm going to have to deal with this whole offseason. That's something that the players are going to have to deal with this offseason, and I hope it motivates them and drives them um, to try to go on this magic run yet again. Yeah, I mean, okay. Uh, it, it was a good – I'm sorry, I got TP. Sorry. No, no, no. I was just I was going to throw it to Mike to see how Mike felt about the game on both sides of the ball, uh, whether Kansas or or North Carolina. Uh, uh, Taylor two halves. It was like they switched, you know, playbooks at the halftime. But your thoughts on it, Mike? I think so. I'll, I'll start by saying I think one of the words that really jumps out to me to sum up this entire basketball season uh, for me is resiliency. Um, I, I think of like really quickly, you know, St. Peter's not having basketball for a while, having to cancel a lot of games and, you know, look what they were able to come back and put together as far as the run goes. And then you look at North Carolina, man, like, as as you said, TP, uh, early in the season, like people really questioned what they did with this hire. You know, this is a team that I think got beat by 30 plus points by Kentucky earlier in the year. People wondered, oh, wow, Roy left. How far has this program really, really fallen? Um, so for the, the North Carolina fan base, like you did everything that you could have hoped to do this season besides win a national title, right? So you got to uh, 
on Coach K's last game parade in Cameron Indoor and knocked him off. And that was probably the win that secured them the bid into the NCAA tournament. So <clears throat> then you go to the tournament and you get Duke in the final four and everybody's like, no, for sure they're not going to win. And I even said this last week. I was like, the team is probably considered the most unlikely to win at all of the four teams in, in the tournament or North Carolina. And for half of, uh, half of the festivities on Monday night, it sure looked like North Carolina was going to take home a chip, right? So I look at this, and I see they're able to, to knock Duke off. Everybody's like, well, surely tournament format, Hubert Davis, new guy, uh, not the same emotional charges as what happened at Cameron. So Duke's going to beat him, right? This is going to be Coach K's national title. I'm still waiting to cash in from a couple people uh, who bet me that Duke was going to win. Uh, so I'm I'm looking forward to that. Thank you, North Carolina. I appreciate you. Now, um, North Carolina started that game off on Monday night just a house of fire. Man, they were going to the bucket. They were they were getting to all the loose balls. And it almost didn't look like a fair matchup. They almost ran them out of the gym. And to your point, serious. I you talked about the long jumpers that led to runouts. It was almost like once they got that lead. They were trying to settle for jumpers, thinking, okay, if we can hit a couple of these three balls or whatever, uh, they're going to be sort of daggers and we're going to hit the kill shot. Instead of uh, instead of just continuing to do what they were doing that got them to that point in the first place. So I felt like <clears throat> it, was, it, it got to a point where uh, Kansas played like they had nothing to lose, like their hair was on fire, and North Carolina just got to play in tight. Uh, TP and I have both talked about Bill Self and how long he's been at Kansas and has the one title and, and the work that he did at Illinois and the team that he was able to put together there and how in a lot of ways, like, he is probably, he's underachieved or hasn't gotten to that level yet. Um, not all national titles are created equal. For you to take this kind of uh, thump on the chin in the first half, and be able to find your way back and not only get back into this ball game, but win a national title. Uh, it's a comeback fans that it's a comeback that Kansas fans will never forget. North Carolina fans won't either. Uh, but like listen, it's a reason to celebrate. Uh, you know, we were we've talked about this in a couple of spaces. The Kansas Jayhawk fan base, when you look at uh how little they've won, uh considering their blue blood status. Uh, they got the the one title in '88, and then they won in what I think it was 2008 or five or something like that. Whatever it was, they won a second time. Uh, but those are the only two titles they've had in a long, long time. So uh, this is big for that fan base, kind of re-energizes them because they do fall short year in and year out. So uh, good for the Jayhawks. Happy to uh, happy to see them get a win. Uh, I didn't really have a a dog in the fight once Duke was gone. I was ready to see that, but. Uh, good tournament. Like, at, listen, March Madness captivated us all once again and reminded us why it's such a special event. And very few people uh, had Kansas and Nebraska in their championship game. And once again, uh, that's why they play the games. And I can just tell you, for me personally, it just leaves me excited and looking forward to next year's tournament all over again. And, uh, you know, TP said it uh, in our barbershop room, but a couple of places when those brackets come out and first round starts, it's almost like Christmas Day for sports fans. And so I'll be anticipating next year's March Madness, uh, quote unquote, sports fans Christmas uh, just as much as I did this one, if not more. 
compelling story. And, uh, you know, my, my, the last thing I'll say is uh, people said that the product of college basketball um, has suffered a lot with the one and dones and everything else. And maybe at times we don't have uh, – maybe we don't have some of the deeper, more quality teams that we used to have. But, uh, listen, if you watched – over these last couple of weeks, you were very entertained by the product and the overall health of college basketball is still pretty good. Serious, there was a movie that came out around 1988. Um, there's a classic song that goes with it. It came out a long time before the movie. And it goes, sometimes in our lives, we all have pretty... <laughs> We all have sorrow, but we are wise. We know that there's always tomorrow. Lean on me, I'll be your friend. I'll help you carry on for it won't be long. The Carolina's gonna need somebody to lead. It's on me, brother. If you need a hand, Carolina needs somebody. <laughs> See, that's what happens You don't mess with me and know that the fire Will be here at the cookout Don't you worry, the grill is lit Okay, so speaking of the grill Being lit, we have An unfortunate situation that happened In the association, yes, they call it The National Basketball Association There's a situation in which we have a probably one of the biggest names and teams in the league go down and can't even get into the play-in this year. Not just saying in the playoffs one through six, but seven, eight, nine, or ten. They are locked in at 11, and this is the lovely Los Angeles Lakers. This is actually stunning news, not just from me, because I've been talking about it for the past year or so, been talking about the Lakers so up and down. But, like, just having to deal with the weight of the situation of the Lakers not making the playoffs, them losing in the first round last year, and uh, this is actually going downward after winning the championship with LeBron. I actually threw out a situation if LeBron should retire. People jumped the gun in what I was saying. They weren't thinking about the essence of where I was coming from. No matter how you look at it with LeBron James, he's 6'8", 260, 270. He can get wherever he wants. He's going to be able to score 20 or 26 points a game if he wants to. You're not going to stop him from doing what he wants to on the floor. But how he is continuing to spiral downward, his body's breaking down, people. If you don't want to be aware of this, he's getting injured often. He's 37 going on 38. It's something that people need to worry about right now. Like, um, And for him to go out there and continue to force himself, and he even came out with a statement today, don't pick on us or our injuries or how old the team is so on and so forth. He's hearing it. Believe me, he's hearing this all across the world. Like, it's it, before I used to think it'd be to a capacity where a lot of these players could ignore it and look at Twitters or Instagram, so on and so forth, and, like, you know, let it kind of go over their head. LeBron is actually responding. But the weight of the situation of the Lakers being out is a whole different situation. Um, the NBA, without the Lakers in the postseason, I feel like they lose revenue. If the Clippers don't make it in the playoff 
or the, throughout the play and, and lose, the whole city of L.A. is out. They could just shut down the Crypto.com building altogether. So this is something that just not only the Lakers, that city of Los Angeles may be taken out of the playoff picture altogether out of at least the Western Conference situation. I'll start with you first on this one, Sirius, because uh, I'll, I'll leave the Lakers guy for last. Your thoughts on the weight yeah. of everything, not just the Lakers, but also like the LeBron scenario, like how this goes forward. Uh, about a month ago, they were saying that Russell Westbrook and the organization said that they agreed to mutually part ways. Now Magic is talking about mm-hmm. they need to stay together. Uh, they just came out with a statement mm-hmm. today that the Lakers agreed to part ways with Frank Vogel. This whole organization is in turmoil right now. Your thoughts? Right. So this 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 is going to be a little bit of a long-winded answer, and I'm going to try to condense it um, in the next couple of seconds because, for me, this is not a, a, a linear situation. I honestly believe this is more granular, and the moment we actually start to look at it um, as something that's not, okay, you know, LeBron James, Lakers, Something that we need to understand is the Los Angeles Lakers to date, okay, in this season has thrown out more different combos of starting lineups than they have won. They have thrown out 39 different starting lineups, and they're only uh, 31 and 48. When you do not have the pieces that you need or that you projected to have in the starting lineup and you start to play who is who, at your point guard and who is who at your small forward and who is who at your power forward and center positions, and you're playing in a a conference that is loaded, that doesn't give a flying you-know-what that you have LeBron James, you actually find yourself in a bad situation. That's my first point. My second point is I honestly believe that the bubble was – the worst thing that could ever happen to the Los Angeles Lakers, okay? And here's why. I believe that they made their bed with the bad situation and trying to hitch their wagon to Anthony Davis. Up until that bubble and up until the time that they won a championship, this dude has been made a pure Teflon. Like, this dude has been hurt more times than he's been in lineups. And if you want to sit there and kind of hand over the keys to the kingdom, which in my honest opinion, I believe the Los Angeles Lakers and LeBron James was trying to do with acquiring Anthony Davis. You need a star in L.A. You need somebody who the Lakers can rally around and say, okay, this is my guy. They've always had it with Magic and Kareem and those guys, and then they, you know, were blessed enough to trade and get Kobe, and Kobe held that mantle for as long as he did. You know, he retired, and it was a little while until LeBron James came, and all of a sudden the, the, the Laker faithful were able to hitch their wagon to LeBron. And like PP, like you alluded to, LeBron James is on the tail end of his career. He's breaking down, and he's looking at life after basketball, and you want to pass the baton, if you will, to somebody else who can carry this mantle and carry what the Lakers represent. And that was supposed to be one Anthony Davis. But if you're a Laker fan, you cannot feel confident and, and, and great about the idea of passing the torch to, 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 to Anthony Davis. So I think, honestly, 
what Magic Johnson said uh, uh, a couple weeks, a couple days ago is baffling for me because he talked about, and again, I, I, I'll stop talking here in a minute, but he talked about the idea and, 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 and the deal that was in place to bring DeMar DeRozan to Los Angeles. He talked about that he had made the phone calls and set the situation up, and he wanted to bring DeMar DeRozan to the Lakers. Um, and then I guess LeBron James or whomever got involved with it and made the phone call to Russell Westbrook, and boom, Russell Westbrook ended up in L.A. I wonder what would have happened or what this team could have been if DeMar DeRozan was in Los Angeles. Keep in mind, this is a guy that for much of this, much of this season was an MVP candidate. He's still averaging, you know, 32-plus a game right now. He just got the door blown off of him yesterday by the Milwaukee Bucks. But this is a guy who single-handedly put the, put the Bulls back in the playoffs for the first time since Derrick Rose had him in the playoffs. So my issue with the Lakers is you're out of options. You can't blow it up because you have you have nothing. You don't have any any food in the cupboard. You don't have any any reserves. You can't go draft somebody because you traded all your draft picks and assets to bring over aging stars and stars that don't fit your brand. And now we got LeBron James talking about potentially wanting to play with with Steph and whatnot, and, and what he wants to do after his time with the Lakers is over. It's it's a bona fide mess. And I, I, honestly, I'm not too sure what's going to happen. Vogel's going to be the fall guy, clearly. Vogel's going to be the fall guy. You know, there are reports that, you know, Doc Rivers may pop in there. There are reports that, that Snyder uh, from Utah Jazz can pop in there. there you know, obviously, Mark Jackson and, and other coaches' names get brought up when you start talking about coaching vacancies. But ultimately, I'm not too sure – if Jesus Christ himself can pop himself in the flesh again, come down here and coach this team and figure it out because it, it's madness and everybody and their mother has, a, has to take a piece of this responsibility. It can't just be Russell Westbrook. Everybody's going to put the Russell Westbrook. It can't just be Anthony Davis. Everybody's going to put Anthony Davis. It can't be LeBron James. Everybody's going to want to put the LeBron James. Everybody collectively has to share the blame, and I'm not too sure who or what needs to happen to him. Yeah, I mean, I I totally agree with you, uh, Sirius. It's it's unfair to put all the blame on Russell, right? And it's unfair to put all the blame on Davis, on LeBron, on on Vogel. It's 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 a collective effort. Everybody had their hands in this pot of this team being where they're at right now, right? I mean, you know, you can go to Jeannie Bush, you can go to Palenka, how anybody you can think of, everybody had their hand in, in this mess. I mean, I, I'm looking at a list, right? I'm reading a list, con- concussion, stress reaction and left angle, sprain left shoulder, left MCL sprain, le- fractured left hand, back spasm, sprained toe, sprained shoulder, sprained ankle, bruised hip, back injury, knee and shoulder, strain groin, finger sprain, contusion, calf, Achilles injury. That's just before this season. That's Anthony Davis' injury history in the NBA. That's his injury history. He has a pattern of not being on the court, not being what, – what do we say? TP, the best of the abilities, availability, he's never available for this team. Mm-hmm. I, think it, I think LeBron James, as great as he is, and I've said it, he did not come to L.A. to be Batman. 
he came to L.A. to be Robin and let Anthony Davis be that Batman, especially after that first championship that they won in the bubble. Anthony Davis hasn't lived up to that end of the bargain. And his comment, DP, um, the other day, where he's like, when I play, it's a problem. When I don't play, it's a problem. No, it's a problem because you can't stay healthy and you have all these stupid knick-knack injuries that if you took care of your body in the offseason, you wouldn't have. Like, we don't know what you do in the offseason, but whatever you're doing ain't working. I know that for a fact because you're always hurt. You're never around. I mean, say what you want about Russ, right, TP, but he was there every game. LeBron, you're right. He's getting old. He's, he's what, 36, 37 years old. He can't be – he doesn't want to be that guy that comes and plays every day. He, he, he's not built like that anymore. I mean, even though he's a freak of nature, he's still 37 years old. So it goes around. I, I, I just I, – I want to laugh at the Lakers, but I don't because part of me is like it, you got what you got coming to you because this was the guy in LeBron James at the beginning of the season was saying keep all that same energy at the end of the season. We got the same energy, dog. Y'all ain't in the playoffs. Y'all sitting with my Knicks. You know what I'm saying? So, But how do you fix it? You can't because you traded all your picks. Nobody would take Russell Westbrook right now as he is currently unless they want to get rid of an expiring contract next year. The best trade chip is Anthony Davis, but you know they're not going to trade him, even though I think they probably should consider it. It's it's a mess. They can't fix it. They got to hope that they can get these three guys on the same page next year, rebuild the roster with some minimum and mid-level exceptions, and try to get back at it. Because this year is a disappointment. It's probably one of the most disappointing teams I've ever seen. TP. I I I I I I thought my Knicks were disappointing this year, but we weren't expecting the Knicks to win at all. The Lakers were expected to be a top seed. They're a disappointment hey, um, in a lot of ways. So. Speaking about the Knicks, are, are, you, are you watching this uh, game right now? Oh, typ- typical Knicks. Typical Knicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, gotcha. Lost that lead. I turned from there. They were up 17. What's the score now? They're, they're, they're only down up by one. Typical Knicks. By one. But, but the fact – yeah, but the fact the that they were down 14 points – yeah, the fact that the Nets were down 17 points to the Knicks is disappointing in itself. This team has not played defense. I think you've been saying it for a while. We said it last year. This team does not play defense. They are going to get beat in the play-in if they keep playing defense like this. But, TP, if you want to interject, I, I know you had a lot on LeBron. If you're good, I'll, I'll let Mike come in and chime in on his uh, yeah, I, I want to say Mike for last because he is the Lakers guy, so I know he'll have more than all of us okay. to say about it. Um, one, that, that's stunning that they got caught. Like, they're caught with, within a half and going up that much on a team that don't play defense, just like you said. The, the Nets don't play defense. They're bad. Um, they, they think they're going to score and score, but that, that's a whole other discussion. Um, I've, I'm going to be personal, and it's a person that I pick on a lot. Um... And I really don't care how this goes down because this is like the sentimental, empathetic side of me. What do we do or how do we look at it if Carmelo never gets to an NBA final? This team was supposed to get to the NBA finals. I don't think Carmelo will ever get to an NBA final. And this was the season that was supposed to happen. Let's get get him to a championship because Chris Paul got the one, at least Mm -hmm. all of that banana boat situation saw one. It doesn't look like Carmelo's mm-hmm. going to get there. I don't even know if the Lakers do hang on to him next season. If they do, it'd be interesting because this uh, 
this May, I think he turns 38 or 37. It's one of them. So he's getting up there and he's slowing down too. And as much as he tried to show off the bench, it's like if they want to take this risk at using him again, it's so bad they were putting him at the five. And JaVale McGee and everybody that he switched up against, whether it was Rudy Gobert, they just turned around and just shot over him. It's like, what are they making Carmelo do? They're making him look bad also. So I don't know what the Lakers are up to. That That's a mess. That is a total mess. I don't know which way they go, but I'll, I'll lay the alley-oop up for Mike and let him bring it home on the team that he loves, the Los Angeles Lakers. Man, man, man. I've been a Lakers fan for uh, 30-some-odd years, and – even in some even in some bad seasons, I've never uh, I've never felt like the the disappointment. But I I had a lot of reservations about this year in the first place. I'm gonna give you a couple of references. There was an old commercial uh, back in the day in the 80s and 90s, uh, and it was advertising a product, and it was an old uh, a senior citizen, and you could hear the thing said, "I've fallen and I can't get up." There is no lifeline <laughs> for the Lakers this season. It's done. That life alert like, commercial? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's, there's no lifeline. And then, and then the second reference I'm going to give you, there's a, there's a song, and it says, I keep waiting, waiting, waiting on the world to change. To uh, change. Listen, the world's not going to change. Your organization is going to have to. Um, yeah. This, uh, what they're doing is not working. What they're doing is they uh, they they they've gotten the head coach pushed out, which was going to have to happen. I don't care. Um, to your point uh, from earlier, serious. I thought that if they had brought in Demar Derozan, because that would have also been part of what brought in Buddy Heal. Russell Westbrook brought effort this year. There are times that he could have played better, but he brought effort. Effort. I thought if you had been able to bring in multiple pieces to go with LeBron James and Anthony Davis as opposed to just Westbrook, another ball-dominant guy, I thought that would have been a better fit and help this team accomplish uh, better results than they have this season. Uh, but they decided not to do that. They decided to uh, basically hitch their wagon to three horses, and you only brought enough food that basically what you were going to have left were uh, – were really old guys or veteran guys. Barry, you've heard me on this show and on crossover early in the season. I said that this team uh, was old enough that they were going to have to have rocking chairs on the sidelines. And like, you almost have to show your AARP card to get in the locker room. Uh, like you've heard that reference from me a couple of times this season. I'm quite sure um, this team was poorly put together. You thought that uh, at basketball in some ways you could take two or three guys that are dominant guys and you could win. If you get other pieces around them that can uh, that are good filler pieces and that fill in the gaps of what you need, the problem is the Lakers uh, with LeBron's body breaking down some as it has this year, as CP already said. Uh, Anthony Davis, I mean, which one, which nickname do you want? Data Davis or Street Clothes? It doesn't matter. Whichever one you choose, he's not on the court. I 100% agree with what you said, Barry. They drafted Anthony Davis and they gave up a lot to get him. They drafted him to be Batman. And coming out of the bubble, maybe he thought he could be. And, and, and I said this after last year, and I'll say it again. I don't know what you're doing in the offseason. 
I know that LeBron James pays a lot of money to take care of his body. Maybe you need a different trainer. Maybe you need to work on your core. But, I mean, if if Anthony Davis, like, stops under the air conditioning vent and it blows on him, he will fall. Like, you're almost, it's like you're you're, uh, watching a game and it's like a weeble wobble, but he is going to fall down. Like, at some point over the course of a, uh, of a basketball game, this guy, listen, the, the talent is there. He, listen, he can handle like a guard. He's got range. He, doesn't, he shouldn't be trying to shoot it out there very often, though, simply because of his, athletic, his superior athletic skills. He should be able to get to the rack against anybody, whether it be on a bounce or two or whether it be just athletic ability. He should be able to get to the rack. But uh, he can't even get to the starting line. He can't even get to the jump circle at the beginning of most games anymore. And it, it, so you brought him in to be the face of this franchise. You brought him in to hand him the keys uh, to, you know, to the kingdom. And, and now, I mean, like, I'm not even sure that he can walk in the door. And, and – this is an old kingdom. It's been around for a while. I don't think they have the accessible doorways and stuff. And uh, so I'm not sure he can get in there if he can't stand up right. So, I mean, it, it's sad because not only not only is he not Batman, he's not he's not he hasn't been Robin this year. I right, go back to the uh, to the Blindside movie when you first saw Michael Orr before he kind of got the thing figured out how to block, and they said looks like Tar- Tarzan plays like Jane. Um, that's kind of what we have going on here. I mean, if you're going to give this much money, if you're going to, uh, if you're going to give up as many assets too, they gave a lot of good players away. And if he turned out to be the franchise guy, nobody would have questioned it. The problem is he's not. And once again, to quote the late Denny Green, they are who we thought they were. He is what I thought he was. He had all the potential in the world. He had all the ability. I watched him in New Orleans too, being from New Orleans, to, to see how he played. He always mesmerized me with his athletic talent, but uh, there's a point where you think, okay, once you get mature enough, maybe you uh, stop having some of these nagging injuries and that kind of thing. But he's getting past that now anyway. He's starting to get to the point where, you know, once you start to get into your 30s and stuff, things start to break down a little bit more anyway. So I think that uh, he's going to go down as one of those guys that had tantalizing talent, but – at the end of the day, very much underachieved when it came to the results. Um, how do you fix it? You bring in the right coach. Uh, I, the problem is, is I don't think there's going to be trade value for uh, Anthony Davis. You cannot move forward, though, with all three of these pieces on the same team or you're going to be another lottery team. Um, you're going to have to try to take one of these contracts, whichever one it has to be, and turn that contract into multiple pieces. Uh, this team is old. This team has gotten outworked night in and night out. This team hasn't even brought the intangibles, which is what a championship team is supposed to have. It hasn't even brought the intangibles, the energy, the hustle, all the different things that you expect from winners. They haven't brought it night in and night out. Keep in mind, too, your stars over there congratulating people on the other side after a game and telling them good win after they just beat you. I ain't trying to do all that. Like, no, let's go. So I, I just feel like the, all the elements that you need from a championship team, those components have not been there. There's no magic potion. Uh, you know, lucky for the Lakers, this is, this is they're tied for the most successful franchise in the NBA when it comes to championships because you're going to take a few lumps as you try to figure it out. 
Now, I think that um, I think Jeannie Buss loves and cares about this organization. I do think that Rob Palinka has a fairly sound basketball mind. Um, and at some point, we got to tell the players, too, we can give you input. But uh, at some point, we got to be able to play trump cards if we're management. And if you don't like it, then we can find a way to get you out of here. Um, but there's plenty of, like, just, like, uh, just like Grandma used to say, when you show up for Sunday dinner, there's plenty to go around. There's plenty of blame to go around this organization from the front office all the way down, uh, including most of the players on this roster. Uh, and so now you get a whole off season to try to figure out what it is, uh, cry over the spilled milk for a little while as long as you need to. You don't got to worry about the lottery. You ain't got no pick there anyway. So then once all those uh, lottery balls have been drawn and the draft's going to come up, then maybe you can start to uh, clean up the spilled milk and figure out what's going to happen next. Uh, but there are a lot, lot, lot more questions than answers. And I think the questions are going to keep on coming before any answers start to follow. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't even think of Anthony Davis as Robin either. He's, he's barely Alfred right now. Like, I don't even know if he's Alfred to, to be to be told. He might be Morgan Freeman in the Dark Knight movies or hobbling around. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what, what, we, what we can think of him right now. Um, I, you can't trade Russell, honestly, because um, you'd have to include a pick. Nobody would take him and give you picks for him. Well, you're not giving up assets to get him. You're getting him to get an expiring contract. Um, I mean, the only trade that would make sense right now is the Knicks trading Julius Randle for Russell. That's it. And, and I don't know. I, I think teams would take Anthony Davis, but can you really make that risk and give up a, a corner piece, a piece that you thought was a corner piece? So who knows? It, it's going to be fun. We'll, we have a lot of time to talk about the Lakers in the offseason. Um, LeBron might be uh, filming Space Jam 3 uh, pretty soon if it keeps up like this. So uh, calling them, I said, 929-477-2759. we got a, a few minutes left. I want to talk some baseball. Baseball is about to kick off this, com- this coming t- tomorrow, the, the Yankees game. Uh, postponed uh, due to Cancel. the weather tomorrow, but we got yeah. Uh, postponed. Too. I can't postpone. Uh, yeah. Twinkies oh, the Twinkies. Uh, the Twins. Had... Okay. Uh, yeah. So I mean, but we still we're gonna have some baseball. Open the season. Um, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, I, I like to do over unders when any season starts. Um, so I mean, I don't know if anybody got a chance to look at some over unders. I can call some out. If you guys got a couple teams you think will be over or under, we can play like that. But, I mean, listen, the, the lead team right now, the Dodgers, 98-and-a-half uh, games is their, is their over or under, followed by, by the Blue Jays, the Astros, and the Yankees at 92-and-a-half. Everybody's liking the Blue Jays to take that over. So, a lot of interesting picks. TP, have you looked at the over-unders uh, today? I did not look at the numbers. Uh, if you want, we could go over each team, like like your U.S. Series with the Yankees and Mike with the Braves, and, okay. and I guess just get the over-unders on all our teams and then see if we go over or under. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, the Twins are eight, 80 and a half. Is their over-under? I'm taking the over. I think their moves this year are going to push them over that number easily. TP, what do you think about your Twins' 80 and a half wins? You went right for the gusto first with me. This is terrible. Um, <laughs> yes, I, 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 I believe we can get it done. Um, 
I seen something on CBS Sports two days ago, and I'm tired of, like, hiding yeah. behind stuff. I want to be optimistic. They said Byron Buxton has a shot to be the AL MVP this season. I was okay. like, whoa. So the the only thing that, that's barring him is his health. He's been getting nicked up every year. And it's like if he can stay on the field and the way he plays the field and and now he's found his swing and he's catching pitchers and messing up and he's taking them out of the park, let alone if, if he keeps it in the park, it's amazing to see him run. He'll turn a double into a triple. Like, so he has wheels, so it's, like, great to see that type of speed still be in baseball because there ain't a lot of speed like him in baseball. So if he's able to stay out there, I'm just worried about one piece, and that's Max Kepler. I want to keep him involved because this guy has a great eye for the ball, but ever since that 307 home run season, it's like he's declined, and I don't know if it's more or less uh, Rocco moving him up and down in the lineup or if he's disinterested or what, but I, I know when he's on, he's on. So I definitely want to see him be involved as best as possible. But um, they went out and got pitchers, too. So this is something that I've been begging for them to do. They finally waited to 2022 to start getting pitchers. So we actually got an interesting mm-hmm. rotation. Um, and I feel like they can get 80, I, I, 80 and, or 81, because it's 80 and a half. I feel like they can get 81 wins. Uh, I want to say fairly easy, but uh, it, it's always a tough season for the Twins, whether they're doing real good and get 100 wins or if they're sitting in the pack with 90 or – fighting like hell to get a wild card at 80-something. So I feel like they can do it. It's going to be tough because the White Sox should be a good team. Um, I like what the Tigers have done, too. They had a nice little run late in the season, and then they picked up Javier Baez and some nice pieces. But I think you guys can beat up on the Royals and the Guardians, formerly known as the Indians. But I think that 81 – I think 80 and a half is a good – I think you're going to get over that. I think 85 wins is where you guys finish this year. I think that's a good number. I think, um, anybody think it's I over think the, or under? Mike? No, I think I think the Royals are – and the Tigers are both going to be fairly entertaining teams in this division. They're teams that are building the right way. And so I think that mm-hmm. sometimes the Royals will sneak up on you. But I believe that the Twins – they just have way more offense than Cleveland. <clears throat> they are still much better offensively than Minnesota, mm-hmm. than Detroit or uh, Kansas City. Though those teams will be fun, I think that this team does go over that 80. They're at least a 500 uh, ball club. I think the, the White Sox could be very special this year if they get enough pitching. Okay. Yeah, I think they got to replace some arms. I think they lost one pitcher. Um, so I, but I think they'll be fine. Serious, do you think, what do you think about the Twins over under? You know, the Twins for me, I think that they're going to stay where they're at. I, I think the number at 81 and a half, um, I can see them win anywhere from 80 games to, to 85 games, depending upon how, how the ball bounces. One of the things that I, I pay attention to the Twins, uh, a little bit last year because, you know, me being on, on, on Sports Stadium and uh, TP so much. But they play some decent ball. Um, and so mm-hmm. if they're able to, to sustain health, I mean, let, let's keep it a buck. A, a, lot, of these, a, a lot of this is predicated on health um, and just overall good fortune. They're going to be a halfway decent out. I mean, I don't expect them to, 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 to contend for a wild card or contend for the division. But they're going to be an interesting ball club and make and make teams work, and they're going to sneak up on some teams and win some series that they shouldn't win. 
Yeah, I think they're going to be good. I think I, I, I like their chances. I, I mean, I, I'll go to you, Mike. Uh, the, the Braves, I think, are 90-and-a-half wins this year. So I think they're tied with the Mets. Mets are 90-and-a-half, too. The Mets, I'm taking the under. The Grom, the Grom being hurt until July and then surgery with the hamstring, that's a, that was that what if that I was talking about. Like, if those two were healthy, this is an over, you know, 90-win team. They're, they're not healthy, they're under. They might not even make 500 if those guys can't be healthy all season long. Mike, what do you think about the Braves nine okay. and a half? Do you like it? Uh, all right. Uh, I'll just hit them both if you don't mind real quick. Um, yeah, go for so it. I, go think for the it. Mets, I think the Mets are probably under, but they're very, very close. Uh, Scherzer is supposed to pitch mm-hmm. uh, Friday night in game two, so we'll see. Yeah. Uh, if, Scherzer, mm-hmm. if Scherzer gets uh, 28 to 30 starts, this team is probably better than they were last year because they didn't get 25, 25 to 30 starts out of the ground. So if you get an right. ace at the top of that rotation, they could still be a little better, and they did do a lot to help themselves <clears throat> offensively. But I think right at that 90 is, is – I wouldn't touch it money-wise because I think right at that 90 total is a very good number for the Mets. I could see the 90-91 anywhere from, say, 88 to about 93 or 94 probably. I don't think they're going to go much beyond that. Um, <clears throat> as far as the Braves, I – So here's my thing. I think over provided that Acuna gets back into May. They're talking about early May, but Acuna gets back and has a uh, decent year, and they get enough out of the back end of that rotation. Like if you get Mike Soroka back in August, that's going to be like getting an all-star at the trade deadline with what they already have. Uh, But, you know, Charlie Morton's getting older, and so uh, the back of that rotation does have some very talented arms. Can they do enough on the back end of that rotation? I think offensively they will hit enough. And I think even with the loss of Luke Jackson in the bullpen, like I think that bullpen is really, really deep. <clears throat> so I think Atlanta should be above 91 barring some major injuries. You know, I mean, obviously, as we've seen, sometimes teams can scrape it together and find a way to, to arrive at the table in October, and who knows what can happen. Uh, but that being said, I, I would go – I would tend to go more right now over on the Braves, but barely and under on the Mets. Uh, but I would not bet either one of those. I would probably tease the Mets just because of the Grom. I think if they had the Grom, I would take the over with the Grom hurt until I think July. I think they're saying I don't know with the stress factor or what have you. Um, I would take the under. I would pro- I'm probably I'm probably going to place a future bet on um, on Fanduel t- t- tonight. They said uh, at least two months morning. right now. So at least to June, I would yeah. say. And and. And, right, and you're right. right. If he doesn't even start throwing until then, then we'll be lucky to get him back in the major as well. Right, exactly. TP, what do you think about the Braves and Mets? Uh, Ninety and a half wins for both teams. Um, the Braves, I feel like they're over because they got something to protect right now. The Mets, um, mm-hmm. under, but I feel like they'll be fairly close because they still got pieces that they picked up, even though they're mm-hmm. missing the pitcher right now. Um, dealing with their bullpen. There's always something with the Mets that keeps them chipped up, but I feel like it has to be different for the Mets this year. This, this year I've had enough. I live in this area, but mm-hmm. I don't cheer for them, so on and so forth, but it's enough for them to start out fresh. they got something going on in April and in May. Everything just falls apart, and it's like enough. I'm tired of hearing it, seeing it, or watching people suffer that I've been around all my life. And enough, Mets. Like, you guys are one of the biggest markets in the league and still can't figure it out. If they don't get it figured out this year, I'm done with them. Like, 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 
even like analyzing them, it's, it's just going to be the Mets for me. Like whatever the Mets are is what they're going to be. They, they, they need to get past this. And the funniest thing is that one of the biggest names on their roster, they signed him for one year. Pete Alonso has a one-year deal. Like, are you – wait, so you're telling me y'all ready to unload him? As soon as y'all let him out of Queens, New York, everybody's going to come there and pick his big tail up because he's a swinger. So, like, I, I, I don't know. So, I think they'll be under, but I think they'll make it competitive. We'll see. I think they're. I think they're playing the numbers with Pete Alonso. He had a great rookie year, and then last year really kind of fell off. So, and I think Dom Smith is actually kind of pound for pound a slightly better hitter than he is, to be honest with you. But I think Pete Alonso hey. fifty home runs. You can't turn away from that. What do you got? Hey, real quick. They're not since, especially now since they are going to have the DH in the National League. I think the Mets did a lot of things to change over their roster. I don't think there's any way that they let Pete Alonso get out of Queens. I think he does get a long-term deal there, unless mm-hmm. for some reason, unless for some reason he can't hit his weight this season, and he has more strikeouts than, uh, you know, ten times more strikeouts than home runs. You know, we'll see. But I think uh, if Pete Alonso does what he always does, I don't think he ever gets out of New York. Yeah, I doubt it too. Uh, survived a horrific car accident too. I mean, he, the car flipped a couple of times and came out pretty unscathed. I mean, guy, guy was uh, watching over him really uh, crazy. But uh, serious, what do you think about the Mets and the Braves? Ninety and a half wins, both teams. You know, honestly, it, it's weird because I, I honestly disagree with the panel right now with with the Mets. I, I actually have them picked. Uh, to, to, to not only uh, have over, but I think them to win the NL East. Um, I'm going to post something on my mm. social media platform here after the show, but I, I do I do think the Mets are going to be pretty pretty solid this year. You know, here's the deal. I, I think Jacob DeGrom is the Anthony Davis of Major League Baseball. It's always something. He, you know, he takes a couple steps forward and, and a couple steps back, but you bring in a guy like a Max Ferger, who honestly is, in my opinion, going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer once he decides to, you know, hang him up and he's eligible and all that. Um, and you stabilize that, that lineup. I think adding the DH, um, you know, to the NL was a great move, and, and that allows you to, 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 to hide the defensive inefficiencies of, of Alonzo, and he's able to just rake, um, you know, and that, that awards you the ability to go out and, and do different things. So I, I, I like the Mets as much as it pains me to say that. As far as the Atlanta Braves are concerned, I can see a little bit of uptick. I can see a little bit of a downswing. Um, but, you know, it, it, it's one thing, we say this a lot in football, it's one thing to be the, the hunter um, it's a whole different ball game, a whole different animal to now be the hunted. Um, and I think that they're really going to miss the services um, and, and the bat uh, of Freeman, um, even though they went out and, you know, not <clears throat> them. But, you know, Freeman, in my opinion, was a guy who um, just kind of helped bring that whole thing together. Acuna um, is still working himself back. We don't know. Um, when he gets back, if he gets back, he's going to take a while to get himself ramped up. I understand with baseball, um, it is indeed a marathon, not a sprint. I say that a lot uh, mm-hmm. when talking about the Yankees and when talking about you know other other teams and other ball clubs. Um, so even though a team is slow out the gate, 
you know, and, and we as fans are, you know, wanting our team to win every ball game and wanting, you know, pitches to go deep and, you know, in the, you know, six and a half, six two thirds, seven innings, the likelihood that it happening night in and night out is very rare. I will say this, though. I think the Atlanta Braves are going to be right there in the thick of things. Um, uh, but I do, I do expect them to take a little bit of a step back um, just by, you know, virtue of everything um, surrounding them. And I do believe, unfortunately, I think the Phillies have gotten better. I think the Mets have gotten better. Um, I'm curious to see what Washington does. I don't expect them to win very many games. Um, and then you know, mm-hmm. the Miami Marlins are the Miami Marlins. So we'll, we'll see what happens with that division. But I, I do expect both teams to kind of be in the thick of things as they get down to October baseball. <laughs> so the, yeah, the issue I think they're picking the Nationals to be last place. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah. Freddie Freeman was definitely the linchpin. And hearing that whole story, it's actually mm-hmm. not even the team's fault that he's not back there um, or his fault. It's uh, like finally getting all the details of that. Uh, <clears throat> it sucks. That, that's what I'm going to tell you. Um I mean, I think they did go get some other pieces, the Braves did. Um, I do think when you look at the number of starts that DeGrom had last year, like I said, if you have more starts than that out of Scherzer, I think they win more than they did a season ago, simply because that offense is better. The Phillies did do some things to get better, especially offensively. The question is, can they catch the ball? Do they have enough pitching on the back end? Miami can pitch. Miami's probably the best rotation in uh, the best starting pitching in the division in some ways. Uh, I mean, obviously with the exception of the Met stars, if they're both healthy, but just as far as depth of starting pitching, um, <clears throat> Miami and the Braves organizations are both very good uh, right there. Just the question is, can Miami hit? The fun thing to, to me, watch Chisholm. Uh, I think he's still going to end up playing second base this year. He's not going to make that move to shortstop yet. But that's another guy that could be a 30-30 type player. <clears throat> but worth uh, watching if you ever catch Miami on or them starting the game. They'll probably hit close to the top, so at least take a look at them um, a couple times throughout the year. Jet, test, uh, Chisholm will be fun to uh, to keep an eye on this year for the Marlins. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 think, I don't know. I wish they had got a couple extra pieces there in Miami, Mike, but, um, yeah, I think – Starting rotation-wise, they have some young arms that, that can really do some damage. But like I was saying, in series, I think we're saying, too, Nationals are just picked last to be in that division, 70-and-a-half wins. So it'll be interesting to see what the Phillies do. Uh, they're 85-and-a-half. Uh, I, I would probably I would probably stay away from that one because I feel like that's a really good number for them, 85. I I could see them getting eighty like eighty three wins. I could kind of see them getting eighty six, eighty seven. They're right in that range. It's so close that I would not tease it. I would probably just stay away from it. Um, but we'll, we'll see. That that division's kind of interesting. That this NL Central is a mess. Um, that's why I think like the Cardinals eighty five wins. I would take the over because even though they don't look like they they. You know they they they're ready. They they rebuild and they're like you know they're kind of you can never count them out. They always win. The teams in that division are terrible, right? I think uh, the Pirates are going to beat up on the Cubs, the Reds, uh, selling off everybody. They're going to get a lot of cheap wins. I would definitely take the Cubs, like not the Cubs. I mean the the Cardinals over eighty five and a half. If I was when I I'm actually going to do. I'm going to put some money on. Um, but what's um, the total in Milwaukee? Milwaukee is right at eighty nine and a half. 
Eighty-nine and a half, which is not a bad number. It's not a bad number. I like the eighty-five and a half on the card. I like that a lot. Um, Milwaukee's uh, interesting. Um, I don't know, and and I would stay away from that from that Phillies number as well. I'm also curious to know what yeah. the over under the over unders are on the Padres and the Giants. If you're looking at it. Yeah, so the so the, that's interesting. So like I said, the Dodgers are eighty or I'm ninety-eight looking up. and a half. The the Giants are eighty-five and a half, which is I think is a solid number for. Did you have one series? I'm looking at a, a site here that has the Padres at eighty-six and a half. Um, so I got CBS, it's a little different CBS from the one you. Sports, I sent it to you guys. They they have eighty-eight. I'm on for the Padres. I'm on app. I'm on action sports, so I mean, it, it, it's a half a point here or there, but I, I, I think they're right in, you know, right until. I mean, I, the, the site I'm on is different from the site you own, but the site I'm on has the Giants at 86. Yeah, I like. So I, mean, I like 86. The Padres. Go ahead, Mike. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was gonna say I like 86 and a half over for the Padres. 88 makes me start to think about mm-hmm. it. And 85 and a half yes. for the Giants, I kind of like because of the bad teams in that division. But I don't know about going over 88. I don't know if I'd go that high on the Giants. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. TP, like, the Padres, I think they should be better this year. But do you think 88 and a half wins is too much for them? I don't know if TP's there. You might be on mute. But, um, I mean, I, I, I sure was talking I, on I, mute. I, I was sure talking on mute. So, um, um, oh, okay. they are coming out with an injury. Uh, Tatis Jr. has to deal with this wrist situation to start out the gate. So mm-hmm. they have a great, fun team to watch, but that fun stuff won't lead to wins immediately, especially while the Giants and Dodgers had seasons like they did last season. So I think that's high. I think they will be under until they show they could start streaking uh, in the summer and acting like Will Ferrell in um, old school. <laughs> I. Yeah, I, I, I think, think I would take the under, too. <laughs> what a pull, what a pull. I, 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 I would say under, but I almost think that with Bob Melvin in that duck out, and then when I see them go get Sean Mania too, to add to this rotation, I almost yeah. kind of like this team to finish ahead of the Giants this year. Mm, interesting. I mean, the Giants were loaded, even though they lost Cedar. Bringing in Freeman is is a big deal for them. I think bringing back Kershaw, Clayton Kershaw, on a one year deal was kind of big for just so he could finish his career. I don't know. I I think the Dodgers are probably the the, the top of the class. That's a lot. I, know, of I, I agree with that. I'm saying I'm saying I like them to finish ahead of I like them to finish ahead of the Giants as the second best team in that national. Oh, okay, all right, all right. That's what I that's think what you said the Dodgers. No, I, Okay, yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. I think, the, I think the Giants will take a step back a little bit. Will you say serious? Yeah, Dodgers, Padres, Giants. That's what I think in the West. I said I can probably legitimately make a case for the Dodgers winning close to 100 games this year. I mean, they're, they're just loaded. It's, it's insane they're gonna, what yeah. they're going to do. They're going to win 100. They're going to win 105. Something like that, yeah. That, that, this is like yeah. – this is the 90s Yankee team that was built to do this and to dominate. Like, this is, uh, this is what the Lakers franchise tried to build for L.A. in basketball, the collection of stars. Uh, this is the Dodgers. Um, 
even going to whatever lengths they had to to accumulate this roster and to paying whatever they have to have to, to have these guys. And so this team is built to win. Anything less than a World Series is a disappointment for this team. They've been brass about saying it even from the time they've gotten to camp. This is World Series or bust for us, and that's it. So um, that's what I got. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I think, you know, I, I almost want to take over on the Giants, but I, it's all, I always have a problem with over 100 wins. But um, if any team can do it, it's them, because I don't think any team after that is, is even close. Like I said, the Blue Jays, Astros, and Yankees at 92 and a half. Before I go with the Yankees, I want to talk the, a, the AL West. Um, the Astros, like I said, they're the, they're the top of that class. They're at 92 and a half. Then you go, I think you go next, the next one is the Angels, interestingly, at 84 and a half. Then the Mariners are also at 84 and a half. TP, what do you think about the AL West with those teams? So, I mean, the Angels and Mariners at 84 and a half. I like that Mariners over. Um, I think they're, I think they're going to be a little bit better, and they were a good team last year. I think they're going to sneak into the playoffs with the wild card. Um, what do you think about the Astros at 92 and a half? Under for the Astros. Uh, where do we have Ooh. Oakland at? Oakland. So I mean, they sold off everything, right? I mean, they're at seventy. Right. And that, a that's half. I'm, I'm gonna be pitiful on them. So just give me the number. I'm gonna be real pitiful on them. Seventy and a half. Wow, seventy and a half. Geez, they are Vegas yeah. is on target. They are on target. Seventy and a half. Geez. Like the Nationals. Like the Nationals at seventy, right? Hey. Yeah. What about Baltimore too? Yeah. I'll do. I'll do. Listen, if Vegas is if Vegas is playing like that, I'll do under seventy and a half. That's low wow. as hell. Oh. Um, wow. and you said both the Mariners and the Angels are both at 84 and a half? Yeah, yeah. They they both go under. I don't think Seattle has it in them for a second season in a row. And as much as I love the guy, and it's hard for me to find, like, a, a love or like for a player outside of my organization, Mike Trout has to be healthy, period. I, I can't yeah. stress this enough how great this guy is, and if he keeps getting injured, it's going to continue to set them back. Shohei Otani is something to see. If he's healthy, it's easy over. It's an easy over if they're both healthy. But if one of them is chinked up or, or if it's trout, like always, they're under. Like they, I don't even believe in like the pitching staff consistently. So um, they have to prove that they can actually go out there and gun to gun a lot of these people. But um, I think the AL West will actually be in a tough scenario from top to bottom. Even the Rangers did things to improve Yes, yes, absolutely. But they only have 74 and a half. 74 and a half, Mike. I I like over for the Rangers on there, I think. Uh, I'm still curious about their depth of pitching, though, but I I agree with with everything he just said. uh, I mean, you know, I kind of agree with you with the Rangers. We'll see. I don't know if they got enough pitching. I think they got enough hitting to slug with teams with, with Simeon and, and Seager. But um, the pitching is going to be the key. And I, I don't know. I, I, with the Angels, they got to get it done. You can't have the best player in baseball and you got the, love the MVP and Otani. I mean, you got, you got two guys that any team would kill to build a team around and you can't get anywhere near the playoffs. It's embarrassing. It's a disgrace. They got to pull it off. 
Here's my last thing on this. If they could somehow find a way to get there and have a fighting chance to be there, and you could somehow have a healthy Shohei Otani and then a healthy Noah Syndergaard pitch it game one and two, you got a chance to go up zero yeah. in any series. And all you got to do is try to figure out a way to piece other things together. Uh, they are getting younger and got some, some guys coming up on the offensive side that they think uh, can help them get it done. Uh, can they get enough depth in the pitching staff? They took a risk in Syndergaard. If it pays off, this could be a dangerous team, though, in a short series if you could start those two guys and they're right. Absolutely, but it's time, man. I, I You know, it's time. I like, I like, I like, you know, I like Jared Walsh. I think he's a nice little player. I, picking up Tyler Wade is sneaky because he's got a lot of speed. He's going to steal some runs for you. But it, it starts and ends with Otani and Trout. they got to stay healthy. And then the starting rotation, like you said, Syndergaard and Sandoval, if those guys are healthy, Suarez too, if those guys stay healthy and they contribute, this team had better be a playoff team. I'm tired. The best player in baseball needs to be seen in the postseason. Mike Trout needs, needs to get into the postseason so the world can see how, how good this guy is. He is a freak of nature. I love watching him play, but of course, being on the west, on the east coast, he's on the west coast. I don't get to see this guy. I barely see him. So, you know, it's time. It's time. I want to see it. But um, I, I like those numbers. I like those numbers. I mean, so let's let's finish off with the Yankees. Um, Yankees, Rays, uh, Blue Jays, ninety-two and a half. Yankees, ninety-two and a half. Yankees, I'm going under. Blue Jays, I'm going to go slightly over. Um, the Rays at 98-and-a-half. I'm going to go under a little bit. The, and the Red Sox at 85-and-a-half. At I'll stay away from that. I would, I would Betting man, I'd go under, but I'm not going to tease it. I'm not going to even play it. I know somebody asked, Orioles, 62-and-a-half. That's a tough one. I mean, everybody wants to go under. Well, I mean, 62-and-a-half. You know, what are you going to do? Um, but, I mean, TV, I'll start with you. The Blue Jays, 92 and a half. They're the second, one of the second highest teams uh, with the win total. Do you, like, do you like what they've done? I love what they've done. They're going to be a dangerous team. Do you think they've done enough to get some wins? I'll go over just so they could win the AL East. I think this is their year to get it. So I'll go over yeah, me too. for the Blue Jays. Absolutely. Who what do about we the have, Yankees, 92 we have? and a half, too? Yankees. Ha 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 ha! Under, under, under. Yes, I get to say it to them now. Ha 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 ha! Ah, <laughs> yes, are struggling. They are struggling. Just let the pitching staff just keep stumbling. This will be great. I want to see them below eighty, please. Come on. Um, they still got bats, though. They still That's got people that can hit the ball out the park. So, so. I think they'll be under, but I still think they'll be in the 80s. I don't think they'll go to 70s or whatever. I still think the Yankees are a tough team that you're going to have to worry about every single time they play. So I think they're under 92, though. So I say under. I'm saying under 92 and a half because I think 90 wins is right where they're going to finish. 90 and 72, right behind the, um, I think, like five or six games behind the, the the Blue Jays. I think the Blue Jays are the cream of the crop in that division. I think they've done enough. Vlad Guerrero. MVP candidate. Um, I just love what they're doing. I love what they've done. TP, the Rays, 89 and a half. Under. Under, yeah, me too, me too. I don't, I don't know. I just don't think they have it this year. I don't think they have it. And the Red Sox, 85 and a half. 
Oh, man, that's tough. I want to say they push, but then I don't even know. Like, if I had to pick right. one, I would say over the 85, though. I would say over the 85, but um, I really want to say push really? like, right around that on or under. I think that number's spot on to your point. It's hard to go over. That's what under. I just said. Because they, they, they picked up Story. They picked up Trevor's Story. So that's something interesting right. to add to them. Right, right. You're right. You're right. But I think they go yeah. just under. I think they're just under. Serious Yankees. That's what I was just asking. You go target. Blue that's terrible. Well, you. <laughs> oh, you know, it's funny, man. All right, so, Yankees and Blue Jays right so, at 92 and a half. So I got the Yankees right around 92. I, I still think that they're going to be um, right there in the thick of things. I got the Toronto Blue Jays at around 91 and a half. Um, so give or take, you know, depending upon, you know, what takes place in health. Um, <clears throat> I, I, I can see that working itself out. Um, if you're looking at the rest of the division, Boston, um, I could see Boston coming in about 95, 90, no, not 95, excuse me, 85, 86. Um, I still think that, that, that that's a team that's going to really challenge a lot of people, and uh, that's just a team that knows how to win, in my opinion. I, mm-hmm. I think they have uh, a good a, a good core and a good nucleus there. Um, See Baltimore, I'm not even really going to entertain Baltimore, but for those of you guys who are wondering, I got them at about 59 wins. <laughs> I think Baltimore is going to be the worst team in, in, in Major League Baseball. But I, I think Baltimore is going to be worse than the Pittsburgh Pirates, in my opinion, you know, and in, in the NL. Um, and rounding out the division, uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, no, I said Tampa Bay. No, yeah, Tampa Bay. Uh, Tampa yeah. Bay, where do I have them slotted at? Um, at about 89 and a half, 87. Um, so, I mean, I, I think this is going to be one of the one of, one of the most heavily competed divisions in, in, in baseball, this AL East, when you start dealing with Boston, the Yankees, Tampa Bay, Toronto. I, I can make a legitimate case of, of all of these, these four teams making a push to win the division. Um, I can see... Uh, a, a team coming out of this, this you know, multiple teams coming out of this for the playoffs. Um, but ultimately, it's going to come down to, in my opinion, health and pitching. Um, and right now, I, I honestly think that Tampa Bay um, is going gonna, gonna to be a tough fight. If I had to pick somebody to, to win the division right now, um, I think Toronto wins the division. Yeah, I mean, I I would have to I I can't I can't find. I mean, I'm you know I me, mean, I'm a big Yankee fan, but I I don't see that they've done enough to compete with what the 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 Blue Jays have done. Mike, what do you think about the what do you think about the AL East? So, who who did you say was at ninety eight? Did you say Houston was at ninety eight wins? No, ni- no. Uh, ninety eight ninety eight was the um ninety eight was the Dodgers ninety two and a half with the okay, the Blue Jays and the Yankees. Okay, so I like uh, the Dodgers to exceed 98, but then to the AL East, I think this is a four-team division. I mean, a four-team race easily. I do think, uh, you know, the only thing you have to look forward to in Baltimore is seeing some of the young guys, like, does Allie Rutschman make it up? And what kind of catcher is he? Like, he's got a chance to be a special talent, so can he realize that? Uh, I, But I do think the under – on the ACs we talked about before. 
is a good odd. I think any of these teams in this East, though, could finish anywhere from, say, between 94 and 88 wins, uh, somewhere mm-hmm. in there. I feel like the Red Sox have done enough to maybe go over uh, that 85 and a half. We'll see if they get enough depth to their pitching. I think the Yankees are going to be right about where their number is. I think the Blue Jays uh, should win the division. Um, but, listen, Tampa does it year in, year out, and even when you don't expect them to. And they still have a lot of uh, talent, and you still got a lot of young guys that still haven't even realized uh, their full potential on that team, like Wanda Franco and Randy Rosarena and uh, just lots of uh, Brandon Lyle. And, uh, it, it's just a fun uh, – a team full of – they got a ton of arms, too, like – and so I think that Tampa is still going to be uh, very relevant in that division. So I wouldn't touch any of those uh, numbers. If I were going to go over, it be the Blue Jays. I might go over a little bit on the Red Sox. But I feel like they're all going to finish right there. I think you're going to have the White Sox out of the Central. You're going to have Houston probably win the uh, West, but less than 98. I think Seattle has a chance to finish over that 85-and-a-half. I like that as an, as an over. And I think you're going to see Seattle against the surprise team in the uh, Central, like maybe Minnesota and the American League East teams competing for those uh, extra wild card spots. I think that's what will happen. Yeah, I like Seattle, man. I think they're going to be a good team out there. I honestly, though, I every time I want to count those those damn Red Sox out, man, they always find a way, man. Alex Cora is a hell of a manager. I got to give him credit. He is a heck of a manager. He took that team that I said was dangerous, but they only had like four or five hitters, and he took them to the playoffs, and, and they had a good little run. So it's really going to be dependent on they didn't have sale most of last year. He should be back this year. I know he's dealing with a little rib injury, but um, if he's healthy, they're going to compete. And I think that, that that 85 number is a good number for him. But to your point, they can push past it if he's healthy for the season. So – him and um, yeah. they need to move uh, Devers to first base and play Trevor. Yeah, they need to move yeah, Devers absolutely. to first base and play Trevor. Trevor Story at third, and then they can put Kike Hernandez at second base. His defense is good enough there. And then I think you can uh, right. then take care of the outfield. Devers is going to have to move off of third base, though, probably. Yeah, I think eventually he will. I think eventually he will. But, you know, I he, he hits, man. They rake. The top of the lineup is really tough. Uh, they're tough on opposing pitchers. They can wear you down. So I really like what I see from them. So we'll see. It's going to be interesting. The Yankees, like, like I said, I think they're a good team. I don't think they're a great Yankee team. I think 92 is right. It's a sweet spot. I, I really think they're just going to hit, struggle to get to 90. Um, but, you know, I expect a big year out of Aaron Judge in a contract year. I think Cole will bounce back. If Severino is healthy, if he can stay the whole season – uh, I think the Yankees, they'll, they'll get close to that 92, but um, it'll be interesting. I think these, these AL East teams are going to beat up on each other, and you're going to see like teams in the AL Central, like the Twins um, and the White Sox, feast on these lower teams. So, um, And then the, the Royals, I mean, the, not the Royals, the Orioles, I mean, they're just like, what did we do wrong? Why we got to face these guys like 20 times a year? Like, what are we doing over here? So uh, take that under. Take the under. Um, <laughs> but um, let's get out of here. Wait, man. wait, Great wait. Show, man. <laughs> but um, no, thank you, thank you. Shout out to PHI Apparel for sponsoring the show. Um, thank you guys for l- listening to me. My voice just go 
completely bonkers. Uh, I, I, I got to close up shop here. But, Mike, thanks for calling in. Give us a quick plug. we got about two minutes left, so let's get everybody out of here. And check out the website, Sports Series Chef. The show is the site. It's coming to Barbershop, Best Sports Talk. You're fine. We'll even have to talk about other things. Much love to the chefs for letting me be here. And uh, respect to TP. Uh, he's a creative of a lot of rooms on the barbershop and uh, founders of the, of the club. Um, so come check us out. We're trying to get to 10K by our birthday, which is 0425. We're continuing to climb. We're almost at 9.7 if we're not there yet. So uh, check us out, man. Always a pleasure and a privilege. Amazing day, bon temps, roulé. Talk to you on Sunday at the Tech Talk uh, brunch. Absolutely, I love the brunch, man. I'm I'm going to church now, so it's hard for me to get in there. So you know, I gotta get my Jesus on. Serious, get us out of here, man. Thanks for calling in, bro. Yeah, man, it's your boy Serious, repping out four one two and the seven zero three. Um, even though uh, you're sick, I, I hate your guts, and I, I I hope that your illness only intensifies just because you like to throw shade. And, and, and kick your man while he's down. So allow me to be the one to to, to 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 throw dirt on you and wish you nothing but the worst type of sickness, whatever that is. Whatever that is, man. Shout out to everybody who's been rocking with us, man. Definitely get on the website, check out the blogs, interviews, things of that nature, finger foods, and and all that stuff. Shout out to the homies over there at Barbershop, man. Uh, they doing big stuff over there, and I'm just. I'm just one of one of the few that go in there and you know chop it up with them out you know when I can man. Shout out to those who uh, participated in the March Madness thing. It turned out to be a great success, and we're looking forward to doing more collaborations and more giveaways and things of that nature. With that being said, um, tell a friend. Let me stop. Uh, TP, I still hate you, Dylan. Um, <laughs> I, re- I, I I really hate you, Mr. Harvey. It's a pleasure, man. Catch you guys on the next one. But he stayed texting me, TP. Like, you know, he loves the villain. He loves his uncle. You uncle know what? Yo, wait, wait, wait. Aaron, Aaron, have you ever heard of Tribe Called Quest? Mm-hmm. You, you ever, they had a yeah, song yeah, called yeah. Stressed Out. You ever heard a song called Stressed Out? Uh, I really know I how, it how it feels to be stressed out, stressed out, stressed out. You know, so, so it's, it's okay, man. It's, you, you listen. We all need somebody to lean, okay? Just to, to, to make sure you know the first, because you just might have a problem that we understand. But Aaron needs somebody to lean, okay? <laughs> so you know, man. But go, Barry. You know, I don't. I don't know what to do with this guy. He, 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 that's like he always comes. He always <laughs> coming for us. I feel like DMX at the beginning of his first album. But dog, that's my man. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, if you, if you had to see how good I caught him. Like you see how he said he got pie in the face earlier today. You should have seen how I caught him. Like he said it so convincingly. <laughs> like he was in the clear. Was it nothing gonna happen to him? And the first words out of his mouth, he was already getting cream all in his face, like smack, 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 smack. Mm-hmm. And he didn't know, and everybody <laughs> laughing at him. He's like, "What is everybody laughing at?" I'm like, "You don't know what you're saying right now." He's like, "You got me doing this stuff right now. I can't believe you got me worked up." I'm like, "Exactly where I need you to be." Exactly. So, so, <laughs> right. So, so, yeah, so, so, you know. 
happens. Tell Malik I said what up, sis. You know, Uncle Villain's here, man. I'm gonna get him a I'm gonna get him a book, you know, I'm gonna get him a nice some some educational, you know what I mean? Doing that take care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing a lot of the kids. You know, you know, he he, he, he does need some more Mets. He, he does need some more Mets stuff. So you know, just so from the number one sports city Mets man, you know, go ahead and hook him up real quick. I mean, her her rocking because you, see, you know see, his man gave it to him. You see what I'm saying? Like you know, I mean, I I I'll get him that Kansas gear. I'll get him that Jay Hawkins. You know, I'll get him some Jay Hawkins. Yeah, it's all good. Listen, yeah. Nah, you know, listen, we'll be back at the NFL show. You let me know when we'll be there. I'll make sure that Kansas gear is on its way from Kansas. <laughs> I'll, you know, I'll make sure that gets over there. I'm going to send him a hat. I'm going to send him a little jacket. I'm going to just send him a, a bag of feathers. You know, wow. put him on his own. Get some blue feathers. <laughs> wow. So, you know, uh, shout out to the J- Kansas Jayhawks for winning the national championship against the North Carolina Tar Heel. My brother's a Tar Heel fan, so you know I love that when they lose. Um, I love that. Shout out to, mm-hmm. to Kansas. So, uh, we love Kansas out here in, in Connecticut, but Kansas doing big things, winning the national championship all the other day against the North Carolina Tar Heels. Kansas winning their second championship on the Bill Self, their third, I think their fourth overall championship. Um, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, either way. Uh, TP, get us out of here. My voice is gone. We out of here. We gone. We gone. Okay, so for Barry, I feel sorry. So how do I say goodbye <laughs> when it's a 17 point lead? They lost by 12 points and lost the fourth quarter by 22. Ooh, Get him. Get him. Get him. I thought y'all gave. To see the memories and build some sunshine after the rain. <laughs> well, I think it was over like three weeks ago. I don't care. Lose. Lose, bitch. Lose. No, you don't. Wait, wait, wait. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. Wait, there's always my clothes. Why do my clothes are always like this? Why do my clothes are always like this? Everybody this is terrible. I want to say one thing. He up here talking about my voice is hoarse. My throat. I got to hurry up. My neck, my back, my name, Tyre Barry Jordan. And then all of a sudden, I started talking. They really want to talk some more. This is terrible. Okay, good, Barry. I want to say one thing. I want to say one thing. I was getting ready for work this morning, and I told Alexa to play Buster Rhymes, which she played the first album. So keep falling. Keep falling.
pre-Christmas. You know what I'm saying? All of the March Madness that we just went through and, and the playoffs is coming. And, oh, yes, there's no Lakers or LeBron in this postseason. I, I don't – This is. I still got presents that I'm opening up, y'all, on that note. Tell a friend to tell a friend that it's the Jets again. If they don't know about Kansas or Brooklyn, now they know. Shout out to Kansas. Okay.